all we do is crush a lot. Welcome back. Another episode, Crush a Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. And I had to bring in my boy, Wise King. Wise King, how are you? Peace, peace. What's going on, Cheese? How's everything, my brother? Man, trying to survive this summer heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely in, in full stride right now. The summer is definitely upon us. 95 plus weather on us, but... uh. But yeah, there's uh, it's a beautiful time, you know. It's a beautiful time to embrace that sunlight, embrace this, uh, you know, getting past the winter. Winter's behind us. Enjoy the summer, and we can speak some heat here too, you know, as we always do. A top five boot camp click who always brings the heat. And for people who aren't familiar with the boot camp click, they're an outfit based out in Brooklyn, New York, uh, Duck Down Records, uh, that became prominent in the mid uh, 1990s in what a lot of people will consider the golden era of hip hop. Uh, started off with Black Moon entered the stage, um, produced by the Beat Miners, Buckshot, Mr. Walt, um, DJ Evil D, and then quickly another outfit from that branch, Smith & Wesson, mm-hmm. um, Steel & Tech, dropped The Shining, also produced by the Beat Miners. Both those um, albums were landmark, not only for Brooklyn and New York, but for that underground, strong sound, because they were never signed to a major label. None of them were. Um, right. It was an independent label, Duck Down, that was still going on now, Nervous Records as well. That quickly brought into Helter Skelter, mm. the Rockness Monster, Sean Price, Rest in Peace, who's also going to be his uh, one of his next albums, even though he's deceased, is going to be August 8th. I hope I got that correct is going to be dropping um so that's going to be something we're looking forward to and then from there you get the original gun clappers that's starang wonder top dog and uh louisville slugger um all of this with druha we can't forget druha who's behind the scenes but chat kind of being the, the the leader of the whole crew all together the boot camp click had a nice stretch of five, six years of consistent material albums that were extremely impactful and very important to the East Coast sound. Uh, and, and they came prominent when the box, the, the video, you know, you call in on your phone, you put the three-digit number in. They, they were synonymous with the box as well. Uh, oh, yeah. That was big. A lot of people don't know that how big... Of influence the box had on getting hip hop culture out there, so I gotta salute that. That is a general idea of the boot camp. If you haven't listened to anything on the boot camp, you could. We rec- I recommend Enter the Stage, Quick by The Shining, uh, Nocturnal by Helter Skelter, um, and they're still releasing stuff now that is just as important. Smith and Wesson dropped an album, two albums that are noteworthy. One with p- completely produced by Pete Rock. And another one where they took a chance and they went into their reggae dance hall roots. Um, that's also um, pretty impressive. And of course, Pete um, Buckshot has tons of albums with KRS One and Ninth Wonder. So they're still doing it. So we're going to do our top five boot camp click. If we're talking about heat, that's what we got to do, right? So as always, 
if you're listening to the show, then you must be listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, all that good stuff. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, leave a comment. If you want to come on the show, you're welcome to. Crushalotgmail.com. We're going to give you a state in the union in about two, three weeks because this whole SoundCloud business is going to really shake up what we do around here and we'll take an opportunity to um, improve what we have to and move forward. So hit us up if you have any improvements. But let's get right into it, Wise King. Wise King, what is your number five boot camp click jam? Hmm. Let's see. Number five. I would have to go with one from OGC's first album, The Storm. I'm going to go with Starang's solo on there. Starang, Hurricane Starang, you're talking hurricane about. Hurricane Starang, yes. Starang, like a hurricane licking shot. Oh, man, that song, just the energy, the vibe that he brings there. See, Starang to me was very important to Buchan. He was, to me... I would say parallel to what Killer Sin was to Wu Tang. Killer like Army he was that in particular. Guy. Yes, indeed. Killer Army in particular. He was a part of like a subdivision, subgroup that branched off from the tree of Wu Tang. However, Killer Sin, you pair him up with any of the first nine born or Deep Space Nine, as they call it, you pair him up with any of them. And Killer Sin could go bar for bar with any of them, you know. So I put Starang, Starang, as you broke broke down, you know, the uh, chronological order of how the uh, Duck Down Records started to put out their artists. OGC were kind of, you know, later towards the fold, you know. And Starang, to me, when he hit the scene, I said, man, this guy... He had he had it all. He had the voice, the flow, and Hurricane Starang was just that that joint had me open. I said, yeah, I got I gotta follow these brothers, man. These brothers are just just as ill as any other of the members of the whole boot camp clique. Yeah, that's so, a yeah, that's a great that. pick, Starang, and I struggled with that one too, because I was gonna put it in, in my top five. It will probably land exactly where you had it. Uh, that's a special song because of him. Out of the whole entire OGC, original Gun Clappers, he's the one that stand out the most. Um, and I listened and I got that album. I was going to get it anyway, but I really listened because I saw a star in him. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I could see the Killerson um, reference where he's the one that really brought the credibility when he came on. You stopped and you listened, or you were waiting for when, where in the album was he for you to listen to those songs. Right, right. right. So Sarang having a soul, he's the only one that has a, a song by himself on that album. This is the day the, the debut. You could find it on iTunes, but if you put original gun clappers the way it's spelled out regularly, you won't find it. You got to find the little way they spell it. So I would try, I would attempt to do it off head, but I don't, I'm not going to dare to do that. Um, that's a great pick. And the beat is also great. Um, that, oh, yeah. that whole album is based around the storm, a storm. And to have Hurricane Starang uh, in there is important. But I'm going to stick with that album because my number five is from that album. Man, I'm going to lose some credit if it's not from this album in the second one. But I'm sure it's from the first one. Um, and that's No Fear. 
Mm. Uh, no fear. No, fear. no, no fear for me. First, the beat is 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 really, 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 really banging. Oh, yeah. It's it's simple though. It's not like over complicated like most most of the tracks for bootcamp click. They they were never anything that was extravagant. It was just straight to the point, menacing, gritty, um, and that's what this was. And then you have them flowing together. And what they do in their rhyme in this particular song is that they bounce off each other in the way that I like. You know, usually they have, in some groups, you have a verse, you have a verse, and you have a verse. And you can tell they're not in the studio together doing it. They just do it on one right. day. They, you can tell they're in the studio bouncing off each other, finishing each other's lines. So that is the biggest thing for me. But that's the biggest thing for me was special about that group is that they flow back and forth from each other in a way that was really engaging and different than what the rest of the bootcamp click was doing, um, at least at that time. Now, I would agree with you that that was one of the last albums that came out at the height of their popularity. So a lot of people didn't jump on it the way I was hoping uh, people would. But people should really go back and listen to uh, if you're looking for that east coast back to the roots hip-hop which a lot of people are right now the storm is a sleeper sleeper hit and you should really get it where are you with, with number four and hopefully my computer doesn't do no sound effects <laughs> uh number four number four is as you mentioned earlier it's a very tough uh list to comprise but i will say at number four i gotta go with one of the top 10 for me top 10 hip-hop albums of all time big statement uh smith and wesson's the shining yes the shining is just a remarkable piece of work from beginning to end it's one of those press plays you just press play and that's it you don't have to do anything else after that and off that album i gotta go with bucktown 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 was something serious like just the, the essence, when you watch the video, the essence of the video just captures Brooklyn so much, you know? Like, they in the cypher, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those pieces, like, the attire. If you, even when you watch the video now, it just, it's so reminiscent. It just brings you back to that time, that period. And these brothers embodied Brooklyn, you know? They pretty much, like, army fatigues was something that became you know it, it became something that was urban in, wear urban wear but in the fashion in the fashion but boot camp click taking the whole boot camp uh idea they really personified that using the army fatigues as their day-to-day -day apparel type thing you know alice pack book bags and like, these brothers were really bringing that boot camp mentality, you know. And then they would also incorporate knowledge itself with it. You know, like, you would have a brother say, like, I think I think Rock was breaking it down. He said, we're soul jaws because the soul is of God jaws. So, you know, it's like, they, their whole style was so ill. But I love boot camps. I, uh, Smith & Wesson's Bucktown. Like, I got to go with that as my number four. The video is just so nostalgic for me to this day. And Stealing Tech at that point could have been arguably the best duo at the moment, um, mm -hmm. especially when The Shining came out. Because there was a, tons of radio singles out there 
as well as Street Single that really pushed that album forward. Of course, the height of that was, I can never ever underestimate, no one should, the importance of the beat miners early on. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna reveal something now. I don't wanna get ahead of myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you exclusive. I'm gonna give you an exclusive right here. The Crush A Lot podcast has booked and confirmed DJ Evil D, one half of the beat miners, to be a guest <laughs> on this show. So he will. We're, we're scheduling now. He's in the studio right now, working on some stuff for the for the crew. But we we are set for that, and that will drop sometime in September. That's how important they are to me. Um, that's me. that's a great great pick. But I'm gonna go with the other pair. The other pair, Helter Skelter. This is Sean Price, Rockness Monster. And this could be number one. And if, if, if you have or anyone has a number one, I'm, I'm not going to be mad at you. But this is my number four. It's a special, special show. It's Operation Lockdown. Oh, I knew you were going there. You, I you, knew you, were you sensed there. it. Uh, that I, song is, is remarkable. It's, oh, it's one, the intro to this, they don't, the intro of rhyming for nothing. You know what the fuck? <laughs> that whole point part with Sean Price was just like we don't rhyme no more for nothing. We're 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 making money off this. That's you know that's like what they were trying to do. They turned this hobby. They hustled to get this point. That's one of the things that makes them special. They never wanted to be mainstream. They never were were going to let themselves be mainstream. They kept it straight for their community, straight for East Coast, and they were happy just getting by on that music because they weren't making that much. They weren't touring that much. Even now, they, they make music to get through the day, and you can walk in their neighborhood right now and bump into them. Right. And that's what makes them really special, and that's I love that intro just for that. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you really get the chemistry between Sean Price and The Rockness Monster. It's incredible. The Rockness Monster, for me, and I said this in a couple of episodes with Sir Love Day, for me, had... And still to this day has the most special voice in hip hop. His voice, mm. just his voice alone, is so is is rugged. It's deep. It's, it has all this. Is there's so many layers to it when he wants to use it that way. He could come in charismatic. He could come in street. He could come in uh, sophisticated. And 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 you got Sean Price, who's a lot more technical. Like he's bar for bar could be arguably one of the best MCs and probably was at one time the best MC. No one wanted to get near him, but you wanted a feature from him because you know he was going to bring it. When you have those two together with that great, great beat, um, you just have something really, really special. Uh, Operation Lockdown really hit it out the park and it really pushed that nocturnal album forward i think they lost their steam a little when they changed their name from helter skelter to magnum force um and i'm not sure why they did that i don't really care i'm glad they're back to helter skelter but it's one of the things that i think is special about that group and is missing now that uh, sean price is not here i feel like the rockless monster has a chance to do some solo stuff i'm not sure if he's interested but um i'm hoping to to get something from him that is that could really cement himself as the legend that he is but operation lockdown of the nocturnal album the debut album for how to skelter where are you number three hmm at three i gotta go with my man buckshot how many mcs you know what i'm gonna let you talk on that i'm gonna say it right now that's my number three too 
how many uh, MCs <laughs> must get this? You could speak on that track. Now, Buckshot, I would say around the, the about like the 93, 94 season was a heavy, heavy candidate for the MVP of hip hop. Buckshot, his whole style. I mean, you know, I can name a, a few other tracks. Like one of the first tracks that got me, you know, up on Buckshot was the Who Got the Props. Like the Jansport book bags. Like, yo, yo, he just, his whole style was so ill. But when he came with how many MCs, this was just like him coming to the forefront. This was his song, like, understand this. Today also being a day of heat <laughs> with the 95 degree scorch. And it's only right to bring up that. He said, I got that heat. And how many MCs must get this? If you come this way, understand you're going to feel this heat. He will scorch you. And I, the video, ill. They in the projects, Evil D scratching. Like, yo, sick. They in the elevator. Oh man, that it don't get no more New York than that. It doesn't, it get, and that baseline, boom, boom, it's just very simple, very clean, very menacing, very, very deliberate, and it works well with Buckshot style. And when we say Buckshot, he's talking about the Black Moon debut, right? Um, because Buckshot has tons of solo outside of the Black Moon um, outfit, right? So that song, I don't. Uh, that's why I have a number three. Um, but Buckshot has some lines like the fire finger line is 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 iconic. Um, oh. You know when he does it in the video as well. When if you don't know what that is, you take the lighter, a lighter like a lighter that you would use to spark a cigarette or whatever else you're smoking in the while you're listening to Black Moon, because that would probably be appropriate. And uh, and you make turn it on in a way, and you put your finger in a way where your finger looks like it's on fire. Or I mean, it probably is for like that. A uh, little bit of a time, right? So that was iconic, but that whole album was remarkable. It did. It really get, gained a lot more uh, momentum when they started releasing some of the remixes, some of the more popular songs like "Got You Open" and things like that. But for me, that is the centerpiece of that album. You don't have "Enter the Stage" be iconic without that song in it, and that's why it deserves to be a number three because I feel that song pushed them over uh, that little hop step that they needed just to get they, they needed that song and that song gave them so much credibility what makes buckshot even better is out of the whole entire bootcamp cl click he's a true b-boy he's a mm. true b-boy like meaning if you know what the b-boy culture is the rest of the crew is not really b-boys it's just mcs he lives that b-boy style and, and he's into battle rapping. He's the type that will go to the park with a DJ in crates and he'll line up a microphone and you can battle him. Like, that's who he is. Now, the rest of the crew is not like that. He is like that. He is a true, true B-boy at its heart of the B-boy culture. And that's also one of the big things you get out of that album. Number three for both of us, uh, Cheese and Wise King, how many MCs must get this? So I'm going to go right to my number two. Because mm -hmm. this song for me is could be number one. And I said it before. Any one of these songs could be number one for anyone. If you got a number one, we're not mad at you. But this song, the beat is so simple. It is, like, this is thematic. It's menacing because their music is very menacing. 
It's it's straight Brooklyn with a hint of weed in the air and a little bit of of, of Rasta uh, in there. That's Soundboy Burial, mm. Smith and Wesson, produced <laughs> by the the legendary B Miners. Listen, that song is so simple. You don't need more than that. You don't need more than that. It's a drum, bass line, and a little blue from time to time. And you mm-hmm. have like a little hiss in the background that's like you could it's it's very menacing. And then you have uh, Steel and Tech changing their cadences and their in their accents from um, from being like uh, Jamaican rooted because they you know they're from um, from that part of the world. So they throw in that and they go straight into Brooklyn. Then they go back into the, it's this give and take and menacing, deliberate with really emphasizing the lyrics. And that's why I love their style because their beat is not why you listen to them. It's a part of why you listen to it. But versus a lot of music now where you buy it simply because they have the best producers, but they're not saying anything. These guys are saying something and their beats are there to amplify what they're saying. And that's why this song is so, so good because you have to listen to what they're saying. They're not saying anything outrageous. But their lyrics, the way they deliver it, that the way they change their um, their accent and that beat is just so hard and so Brooklyn. And, and you know, I'm a Brooklyn guy. And you, we'll talk about Heat. That's a Heat record for sure. My number two, Soundboy Burial, off the Smith and Wesson album, The Shining. Where are That's you? Me. Number two, Wise King, Bootcamp Click. That's peace. My number two. I have to go to a brother that we mentioned before earlier as a part of a duo under the umbrella of Duck Down. But when he ventured out solo, the man changed the hip-hop game. And I'm talking about none other than Sean Price. And I'm going to go with Monkey Bars as my second favorite uh, boot camp song. Now, when Sean Price went solo, he went solo at a time where, like, Duck Down was, let, let's, uh, it could be for many, for many different reasons. Could be for things that were going on behind the scenes. They were you fledgling. Know. They were fledgling at that point. Yes. Yes. You know, for, for a number of different reasons, it could be. I know one primary reason had to be because of the, uh, the media, you know, the records with the payola. You know, the record labels paying out to get their spins on the radio. Uh, Black Enslavement Television, a.k.a. BET, was uh, not playing any New York rappers. They were only playing strictly down south rappers. Or if you were from the north, you had to have some kind of uh, appeal to the south. So, you know, at this time, New York radio was being blacklisted. And, and, that, and, that, and that's a time... For people to have a concept of what's going on, the, the original boot camp click, especially Black Moon and Smith and Wesson, came out at a time where everybody had the same sound, and the East Coast was pushing that sound into the main, mainstream. And once it, the music got to the mainstream, it got a little more shiny. It got mm-hmm. shiny. There's nothing yeah. shining about boot camp click music, and they just never compromised to it. So never they, did. they never did. So they weren't radio friendly anymore. The 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 devices and the mediums that people use to get access to underground music was not there anymore because they were pushing where the money is 
money infiltrated hip hop and it has changed the game for a lot of these cats, especially the boot camp. And a big part of it is they, they were inconsistent with their beat selection because the beat miner weren't around at that point either. And they were getting mm, some ho-hum beats that didn't, and they really didn't hit and their albums weren't really coming out the way um, they were supposed to. You can look at Smith & Wesson's second album uh, when they went under the Coco uh, brothers um, moniker because of lawsuit issues um, that album wasn't that great it was it had some bangers but it, it it wasn't like the shining right and they right. get back to it till later when that sound kind of came back into fruition so that's a little bit of a backdrop then Sean Price came in and, and took the game by storm so why this monkey bar track Monkey Bars just came at a point where Sean Price, like we brought up earlier, and it, I'm glad that you brought that up, the uh, the voice on Rock. Rockness Monster's voice, as you said, is one of those identifiable voices, and I gotta agree with you. You know, offhand, I can't think of many other artists with a more recognizable voice, with a voice that just that when you hear it, you're like, you freeze. You stand at attention because you gotta hear what this brother's gonna say. And he uses his voice, as you said, to come in different currents. He could come at you intellectually. He could come at you forcefully. You know, he just, he uses that voice perf perfectly. So I would have to agree with you. He probably has the best voice in hip hop history. So that kind of, during the early Helter Skelter days, it kind of outshined Sean Price in a sense. I would agree with that. Because I, like, I listened for The Rock. Sean Price sneaked in later. Yes, for a lot of people. For a lot of people. And it was it was understandable because of Rockness, the, the whole, the style, you know, the voice. He just, and the lyrics too, you know. So he had it all. He had the total package. And it was one of those things where it was very, it was very hard to outshine or be on that same par. So later on, Sean Price, when he goes solo, at a time where Duck Down is, you know, being blacklisted, you know, they're not really getting that type of um, acclaim that they're supposed to be getting as pioneers of, this, uh, uh, of the hip hop culture. What Sean Price goes and does is he goes and rediscovers himself. You know, he leaves the moniker Ruck alone and he comes as Sean Price. He comes as who? Himself. You know, Sean Price came at you witty, wordplay, comedy. The, the brother was in like, <laughs> he was by one of them gates by like an abandoned building with like just like a few leaves that are growing out of the concrete. The brother's hiding behind it. Just to so it can coincide with the with, with the jungle theme that you hear in the background of the beat, and like he's just the video is hilarious and the wordplay is crazy. Like Sean P, y'all niggas trying to free Mumia. I'm unraveling Roach Clips trying to free this reefer. Like <laughs> his wordplay, the comedy, and when you listen to that album from the the great decline of hip-hop which i say comes like around 2002 from the great decline of hip-hop from 2002 onward that album has to be one of the best albums it 
from 2002 to present day. So, you know, that was the lead single. And that joint, Onion Head, was another crazy song on that album. So I got I to gotta go with, with Sean P. Just for bringing back Boot Camp. Like, he paved the way for that Boot Camp reunion album. Yeah. And that, you know, which had a lot of bangers on it also. But that that really get it got its momentum and it was mainly because of sean price bringing back the resurgence of the boot can click and the duck down moniker yeah i would agree with everything you just said he was important for bringing back the the second act of the boot camp click now not all of the boot camp click has been delivering since then but sean price has um this has been Helter Skelter albums, uh, the Dirt album comes into mind. That's ex- extremely entertaining, extremely good. Uh, Buckshot has been dropping consistently good albums, solo albums with Ninth Wonder and, and KRS One, and I recommend anyone to check out all of those. And then, you know, when Smith and Wesson dropping uh, albums with Pete Rock, a Pete Rock solely produced album, and everyone's talking about four. You know, four, 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 and all that. Oh, one producer, whatever. Listen, there's been people who's do, been doing that before. Please don't think oh, that's special. So everybody jumping on that battle wagon, you're not really hip hop fans. If you don't like what I'm saying, check out, listen to another, another podcast that that supports your your thinking. Listen, there's been other albums out there that does one MC, two MCs, three MCs, one producer. That's not a new thing. That's, so don't give Jay this credit like he did something special. Also, don't give no, no idea. He did no idea. Did a good job. I salute him. You have a budget to clear those samples. Very nice. Good for you. There's other people who have that style of production that's been doing it for a long time. And the only difference is that you don't give them love is because they don't have the budget like Jay Jay Z does. But if you go back to Smith and Wesson produced by P Rock, you're gonna you're gonna see the similarities. Or anything Apollo Brown does with any one of the rappers that he 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 co-signs or anything the Alchemist does. So let's not act like that's a new thing. That's my rant. Sorry. That had to come out. The album's great. I agree with you because you know one of the greatest groups of all time is a two man group, which is Guru, DJ Premier, Gangstar. And that's one album completely done by DJ Premier and genius lyricism on display by Guru. So we can put them up and that's going to save for another show. Anybody wants to come on this show and and do a top five, one MC, one producer album, you're welcome to come on the show. Crush a lot uh, podcast and gmail.com because I could put Prime up there. I could put Primo and Royster59 and I could probably put that up against 444 and you're going to tell me which one's better. (laughs) Because I don't think you're going to say no ideas better than Primo. So sit down. Uh. Be humble. <laughs> all right. Now let's go to our number one. Now that I lost all the listeners. All right. Listen, number one. <laughs> my number one. My number one is a group that we actually didn't mention about the boot camp click. And I wasn't going to mention it. I was going to see if you mentioned it. But you didn't. And I know it's in your head. But I'm going to mention it. Because when you get Helter Skelter, Sean Price, Rock This Monster, and you add in OGC, Starang won the top dog, and Louisville (laughs) Slugger, and you put them all together in one group. But here's another group. All five of them, you have what is called the Fab Five. Now, the Fab Ah. Five never put out an album officially, but when those five uh, people are together, they're the Fab Five. And the Fab Five... 
for the summer of I think 95, 96, when the when Helter Skelter dropped their debut album, the Nocturnal. This was one of their lead singles, Le Fleur, Le Fla, Escoshka, was the jam for that summer. Was the jam for that summer. Another amazing track. But this one was a more of a fun, light-hearted song. You have a very simple uh, baseline beat with a very simple drum pattern and five MCs at the top of their game going back and forth for a good straight four and a half minutes. It was magnificent. It was everything that examples what Boot Camp Click is about. It's everything that describes Brooklyn, which I'm a part of, East Coast, what lyricism is, what a fun record could be. At the same time, you're not going to be trifled with. This is the best song, in my opinion, for the Boot Camp Click. And I'm surprising because it doesn't in, in, include the beat minus and it doesn't include anything that Buckshot does or, um, or Smith & Wesson. It's the other five that came after the highly successful uh, two classic albums. Le Fleur Le Fly Escoshka, their, their, their lexicon, their lingo, you could tell they have a, a lot of their own language that's all over this album. And it's headed, the main star in there is once again the Rockness Monster. He has oh, so yeah. much charisma. He he stands out more when he's next to Rang Wonder or next to Top Dog or Louisville, who has they have more high pitch of voices and you have this growling pit bull voice back and forth with them and the technical skills once again of sean price who's going to eat you alive that song is the best song from the boot camp click you can find it on the helter skelter uh, nocturnal album right now on itunes and spotify or, or wherever it is but don't stream it buy the song and give these guys the money that they deserve because that song is essentially one of the greatest songs in hip hop history end of discussion oh yeah oh yeah i gotta i gotta definitely applaud you on that one because those brothers i it was me and four of the friends of mine in junior high school that we that's it we would have fab five <laughs> after we heard that track that's it we would have fab five we didn't want to hear it you know i we'll, we'll trade all right you could be louisville I'll be strained, whatever, whatever, but we would have fat five. We love that that song. That song just resonated so deep with us, man. And that has to be one of the greatest things. Like you said, Rock Nest was on display, pure display. Um, and great point that you bring up how you have the different, the, the variant levels in tone, voice tone, just amplified what Rock Nest brought to the table. And that voice, the lyrical, the, the delivery, the flow, Rock Ness was just, man, he was definitely one of hip-hop's brightest shining stars. And during that 95-96 season, which Prodigy, rest in peace, was the MVP, Rock Ness was definitely a candidate, without question. Rock Ness Monster never wanted to be in the forefront. He, that's what he never did. He, he was doing what he did, but you could when you hear those rhymes and anytime you speak, you could tell this brother doesn't stay still in a in a in a studio. He's moving because <laughs> he's going, uh, he's just in and out, fluctuating so in much and out. Energy. He's so much energy and it's so much, it's so contagious. And but it really is the beauty of all five of them and how they mix well together. Listen, they went, they they could go for bar for bar with Wu. They didn't have the production like Wu or or, any, or the or the budget like Wu, but they were up there. They could hang at one point for those three four years. If you said 
Bootcamp Click was your crew, I can't be mad at that. I can't. Yeah, I can see why. Because you could put Math Against Rock This Monster, two special voices. Mm-hmm. Very special voices. So, you know, it, it it's there. I mean, if you want to go Steel and Tech versus Ghost and Ray, go ahead. I think Ghost and Ray got that one. But mm-hmm. as, as a group, that's, that's my number one. People check it out. Wise King, what is your number one? Heat. Bootcamp Click. Where are you at with this? My number one. My number one song from the Bootcamp Click has to be none other than Buckshot's I Got You Open. The Black remix. Moon. Black Moon, Enter the Stage, Got You Open remix that's not on the Enter the Stage album, which is in the Vault album, the 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 sec not the official second book uh, Black Moon album, but like the the remix version of the album. Yes, yes. Nervous also had a compilation that they put it on also. And yeah, later on, yeah. Many years it, later, not like when the album first came out. This is like when they were when they got reintroducing people to boot camp again around the mid two thousands. They released that. Right, right, and. The vid, like, the video, the video, just so nostalgic. You know, it brings me back to my days in Flatbush. You know, um, and Flatbush is where I was raised as a student of hip hop through my cousin Mike. My cousin Mike used to get his hands on every album, every Shout album. Shout out, cousin Mike. <laughs> Word, peace, Mike. And you know, he used to get every album. We used to wake up early on Saturday mornings to watch wrestling and to watch and watch hip hop videos. You know, and the brother, you know, my cousin really was the one that was instrumental in me finding at an early age all of this great music that I appreciate today. And Buckshot, I got you open remix, the video. First of all, you started off with the beat. The Barry White sample. You got the sample that just is to me one of the greatest beats as a producer too. You know, it's one of my favorite beats, favorite samples that I've ever heard. And then the video is just so Brooklyn. Like Buckshot, you know, woke up in the morning from there just goes on a tear and you see him with his peeps hopping a train you know they in um believe it's prospect park you know buckshot with the jersey with the long uh penguins jersey with the bubble coat that was so new york so new york and like the the video the beat the lyrics and as you mentioned earlier all things can connect <laughs> the fire finger you know like waving the fire finger in the video so yo that right there has got to be my number one i love that song play it to this day all the time can't hate it um i can't hate on that pick you could put that you could put the entire black moon album as top five i mean they have top five songs all over that album um oh yeah eminem um when he dropped uh, um so his last album, Marshall Major, why, why am I messing it up? Number two, uh, Marshall Major, number two. Um, he had a bonus song that if you downloaded, like, or you got a pre-order for like Call of Duty or something like that, where he recycled that song. 
Um, yeah. And that was, and you know, that and M is very choosy on who he does things like that for. So that's right. high praise. And I know he has great respect for that whole boot camp clique, especially Buckshot and Black Moon. I know that he has a lot of reverence for them. So take that for what it is. Um, but that's a great pick. I agree with you with the sample and the beats, and that's an iconic Black Moon um, boot camp clique song. Yeah, and. I mean, everything about the song, everything, the video, the video just coincides with the, the smooth melody on the beat. It's a nighttime video, too. There's a, there's a lot of nighttime, um, ca- there's a lot of nighttime captured in the video, which I like, too, because a lot of people tend to do their videos in broad daylight. I like the fact that they captured nighttime, you know, which, um... It's something that it, it shows the totality of life in itself, you know. Not every, not everything is daytime. The sun's not always out, you know. So, or at least in this part of the earth. So let let's show it. Let let's show some of the nighttime. You know, get creative. You know, that's why I like videos like like Cream. I like um, Mike Geronimo's Master I C. Those are a couple of my favorite videos because it shows New York at night. You know, winter New York at night, which is probably the grimiest, grittiest period. <laughs> yeah, winter and, and they New were York. in Prospect Park. And for a lot of people that don't don't know, like in the nineties, late eighties, Prospect Park was not this very gentrified park the way it is now. Prospect Park was like avoided at all costs. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, that's also like you know, every Saturday you can walk in and run into like a Zulu Nation chapter just having a powwow, you know, or or any other, you know, New York City <laughs> gang stuff, you know. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why I know this stuff. Because um, uh, I do. Um, so, Wise King, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence once again and for being on the Prodigy Tribute Show uh, where your voice uh, carried a lot of weight um, and, and really spoke to the reverence and the respect that we have for Prodigy. Um, and thank you for being on this Top 5 Bootcamp Click. Hey, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, support the show, subscribe, leave a comment, share, let someone else know that the Crush A Lot podcast, we're doing big things over here. We're going to get some artists. I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because I'm, I'm working on finalizing these things, but we got some things going that will really put the profile on the map for us. But, you know, if you like it, share it, like it, all that good stuff. Listen, if you don't like it and you totally disagree with our list, the beauty of this show, you're welcome to come on. And you can say how wrong I'm totally am and that's how I should stop talking about hip-hop. You're welcome to do that. I probably won't air it, but you're <laughs> welcome to do that. Crush a lot podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Crush a lot Cheese, um, and all social media. Wise King. Thank you so much. Yes. As soon as your project starts wrapping up, let's get you back on for you and uh, Sunblaze can start, uh, you know, getting out there. If you are, uh, if you're into trying new artists, check out Sunblaze now streaming on iTunes and Spotify. Sunblaze, check him out. Definitely uh, feeling that album. Um, if you're into New York Brooklyn style and you're sick and tired of what's out there right now, or you want an alternative hip hop, check out Coda the Friend. Um, another cat from Brooklyn or Civil from uh, Brooklyn. There's so many. Conway, um, West Side Gun, the Booze, Booze Brothers are doing great stuff. Vic uh, Spencer, who's going to be in New York hopefully soon, and he's going to be on the podcast. 
Yes. Mm-mm. I got the uh, Chicago, Illinois, meanest MC right now. Uh, Vic Spencer uh, going to be on the show. So there's a lot of things coming on. Shout out to Farrah, who's in, in Brooklyn. We're going to have a special uh, uh, recap of the Brooklyn Festival for you because we're going on Saturday. Um, we're going to drop this on Monday. So if you're hearing this, it's probably Monday. And if it's not Monday, then you heard it later. What are you doing? Get on the trend. Tuesday night, uh, I believe that's the 5th, uh, the 18th. We're going to be at Rough Trade. The Crush Alive team is going to be at Rough Trade. Checking out the Anik Khan show. If you're looking for international hip-hop, um, and if you're looking for something a little different, check out Anik Khan over at Empire Records. Um, it's a dope album if you're into atmospheric. Um, if you're into, uh, if you're tired of trap, but you still like a little bit of it, just a little bit of it, it's great. It's, I would recommend anyone that likes uh, to try a different type of hip hop and, and really, really, really good album and sneakily good to the point where it might fall in my top five of the year um, later down in the road. Anik Khan's Kite. If you want to come to that show, it's pretty cheap. It's like 12 bucks. Come out to the show. Crush Lot's going to be there. Um, the Vibe Kuwait Radio is going to be there. Civil's going to be there. A lot of people are going to be out there. From the Crush A Lot family. So come out and say hello. And we'll be there giving out merch and, and uh, t-shirts and all that good stuff. Wise King. That's my plug. No we'll talk soon, brother. And everyone stay, stay hydrated. Take care of one another. We're out. Peace.